Blog Talk Radio. Hey y'all, this is Steel Ivory, and you're listening to Weekdays with Murph. Hi listeners, and welcome to another edition of Weekdays with Murph. Today on the show, we welcome super talented singer-songwriter and producer, which I forgot to put put in the uh, description of this thing. I know, bad host. Um, um, Kristen Parisi. We'll... I will start with 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 Christian about her career, music, and and anything she's working on that uh, she can talk about. Uh, this should be fun. And with that being said, let's go ahead and welcome the the uh, super talented, super sweet Miss uh, Miss uh, Christian Parisi to the show. Hey, Christian, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Mer? I'm doing well. Um, thank you again for doing this today. Yeah, thank you to you, too. I know um, you're probably really busy, especially with all that's going on in the world. So thank you for making time for me. Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, before we get, get, get into this, uh, I asked my, uh, my uh, independent artist friends uh, a few months ago to, to, uh, to uh, send in liners for the show. And I knew that you were were coming on today, and and that you and and the girls of 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 Steel Ivory uh, work together. Uh, so that's why I uh, I played this this Steel Ivory liner today. Oh, I loved that. I was like, oh, nice touch. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> they absolutely are. Uh, but uh, but and and again before you. Before we get into um, the actual interview, um, I'm just kind of uh, of introduce yourself and tell the listeners uh, how you got into the the uh, music industry in the first place. Right. Um, well, like I said, my name is Kristen Parisi, and uh, I got into the music industry because I was I really just love music and making music and. I remember just as a kid learning what a music producer was, you know, I'd always thought that the artist was the one who was writing and singing and composing all the music for the songs. And then I found out what a music producer was and that they were the person who had like a pretty heavy hand in the creative part of it. And I was just like, I want to do that, you know, and so just pursuing the creative arts, um, you know, and trying to turn that into a career naturally led me into the music business. Awesome. And, and and uh, and as far as in the uh, uh, production side of things, uh, uh, there's not that many many uh, female producers in music. Period. So so I commend you for that. Well, thank you. I think yeah. I think more and more um, women are getting into it, which is awesome to see. There's like a little bit of a community on Instagram of it, but certainly like the you know, the top level producers that you might hear on a country record there. Um, you might see the female artist as a producer, but usually if there's a producer on there, it will be a guy. So it's just yeah. an interesting, you know, dynamic, that's for sure. And I know we were talking off air uh, and a little bit earlier, but we have actually uh, several mutual friends in common, which 
which, uh, and you mentioned this off air uh, too, the uh, country music industry is such a small industry, uh, uh, and and we're such a, a tight knit group. Oh yeah, it really it really is. It seems like everybody knows everybody, or everybody knows of everybody. It's especially you know <laughs> when you play around live in Nashville, you end up hearing everybody at least once, I think. So, right. It's interesting. And that's what I love about the industry. I mean, I mean, I've been covering um, country music since since 2014, I think it was. Holy crap! It's been <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, yeah, anyway, I was thinking, has it, uh, it like your eighth year anniversary coming up or by that past already? I mean, it's yeah, been, um, you've been doing this for a while. Uh, this is the uh, this is the uh, eighth year of the podcast overall, and my sixth year of of covering country music. Uh, believe it or not, um, I actually covered oh, soap operas uh, for about two years. I covered soap operas. Believe it or not. Really. Yeah, it, and and I tell you why I got out of, out of uh, soaps because uh, music and 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 I listen to uh, pretty much all kind of music. I mean, from rock to country to pop, hip hop, I listen to it all. But uh, uh, but country music has had my heart from uh, from the from from the time I could talk. I love country music. I mean, I mean, we're talking old school, old school Garth Brooks, Trisha Yearwood, uh, George mm-hmm. Strait, uh, Brooks and Dunn, people like that. Mm-hmm. They got me hooked. Uh, so, so, uh, so, I've loved country music my entire life, and I've always had a a love and respect for for. Um, I'm the industry. Um, like I said earlier. So, so uh, uh, this is actually a funny story. I woke up one morning um, and checked Twitter and and, uh, and social media like I always do, and then all of a sudden there were just all these 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 national independent uh, country artists following me. So I'm going, okay, this is probably a sign. <laughs> so, so. Uh, <laughs> So I said, okay, uh, I'll see if we can can uh, can uh, uh, try and have these people on the show and kind of kind of phase out a little bit uh, um, so much the 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 uh, Hollywood side of things, uh, so I could focus on my actual passion, which is country music, and I've done that since 2014, and it's been the the best decision I ever made. Yeah, I've been following you for a while, and it seems like you really are at home there with country music and independent artists. You know, I always look forward to seeing you. You know, when you post about the different artists, you know, like when we were talking off there, I said you seem more connected to independent artists and people here in Nashville than you know some people who live in Nashville. You know, they're just who aren't involved in music. You know, they don't have any idea the the number of great independent artists that are here. So, uh, props right. to you for that. That's really, really something I've always been impressed by with you. I appreciate that, and and I, I, I always say this: a good music is out there. You just gotta gotta 
you have nowhere to look for it. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, even as just a fan of music listening, um, I'm always looking for places to look for the music, you know, because people are releasing great music every day. And that leads me to uh, sort of my first question for you. Uh, where are your, your uh, top go-to spots in Nashville uh, to I listen to live music? When I listen to live music, um, I like, I like Third and Lindsley. That was one of the first places I heard mm-hmm. live music when I moved here. With a full band and stuff, I'd like I like going there. And you know, they'll host local acts. And actually, I got to play there back in December, so that was a big bucket list. I played for um, WMOT Roots Radio, that's based out of Murfreesboro. They had a radio show there, and so Third and Lindsley has always been a place I love to go and see bands play. Um, and then also just songwriters and up-and-coming artists. I like to go to Belcourt Taps. I'll just go there and grab a table and listen to people. And, you know, they'll do rounds there. So you get to hear a lot, of, a lot of different artists and songs. And it's just the sound is always great there, too. I've been to both of those places, and, and, and I agree with that completely. I mean, I mean, one of my favorite places in town, I'm not sure a lot of people know about it, but it's called... It's called at the row on on Lyle oh, yeah. Avenue um, down there in town. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love that's that. That's a good choice right there. Yeah, that's a good one because they have that little outdoor area. They can open up the garage there, the little stage mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good place. That's a good place to go hear music and, too. I'd agree with you. And and for kind of a more touristy thing, mm-hmm. because I know I know. Uh, and that's all about tourism. But uh, uh, but kind of uh, for a more touristy thing, I love the the, the uh, listening room. Oh, yeah. That's a great place to go hear songwriters. They feature a lot of uh, successful songwriters, too. So you'll get to hear some up-and-coming independent artists, and then you'll hear a mm-hmm. song you hear on the radio. So it's a great – they have a great mix of talent there. And you know, I've lived in Tennessee my entire life. I've lived, I've lived, I've coasted to Nashville my entire life. Two places I've never been: uh, uh, the Bluebird. I've never been to the Bluebird, and I've never been to Seaweed oh, Fest. Murph, I can't believe that. You of all people, I, I mean, you know, Bluebird, okay, because it's hard. It can be hard to get tickets, you know. But the CMA Fest, I'm so surprised because you're such a huge fan of country music. What keeps you from going? I've never been to CMA Fest, and and I hate admitting that, but but it's the truth. I hate admitting it, but it's the truth. <laughs> oh, you gotta go one year. I mean, CMA Fest was made for country music fans, you know. I feel like you'd love it. Oh uh, my gosh. I planned on going last year, but uh, but my plans fell through. And this year is still kind of up in the air. What about going on? This year is still kind of kind of uh, up in the air. So I'm crossing my fingers for next year. Next year, all right. I'll put the I'll put the thoughts out there t- for you too. Some more positivity couldn't hurt, you know. I think you'll get there. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Uh, oh, you do uh, so. it for sure. I did have some kind of fun kind of uh, get-to-know-you questions, if you're okay with that. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. 
uh, if you could go back and change one thing about your career uh, to this point, would you and what would it be? Ooh, what would it be? You know, there's one thing that comes to mind, but honestly, I learned like a really good lesson from it. Um, I guess, I guess what I'll say, if I had to change one thing, huh. yeah, that's so hard. Because even when there's something I'm like, oh, I wish I hadn't experienced that or whatever, I do, I've learned something from it that's made me a little bit wiser or is just something that's shaped me for who I am now. That's a really tough question. Hmm. I'm not sure, man. I, I guess I will say um, one time I played a song that I, was, I wasn't ready to play, like I hadn't rehearsed it yet, and um, it got – this is one I will definitely say. I wouldn't take this back. Um, I had just written the song like the day before, and I wanted to show the people. I had written it with um, um, two other people, and I wanted to show them that I was really committed to working these songs and getting them out there. And so the next night I went out and I played it, and it was a song. Um, I don't want to say the title, but um, I went out and I played it, and it ended up they were recording that evening. They were recording video, and so it got caught on video. And it was not a very good performance, and it was posted on YouTube. And so people, um, a couple of people that I, I still work with them today, they give me a hard time because they're like, oh, that song is still out there. You you know, it's on YouTube. You don't want to do that again, you know, because once it's on the Internet, it never goes off. So I probably would go back and, and yeah. I probably would go back and do a song that I had rehearsed a little bit more. Oh, and that brings up uh, one of my own horror stories. <laughs> uh Ooh. I was at this little place one time uh, in Dixon, Tennessee, uh, which is not which is not far from Nashville. Um, um, it was me and my best friend. Uh, she she uh, uh, I tell me on the place. It was kind of a little a live band slash karaoke bar or whatever, you know. And and mm. and uh, and I got the nerve to sing uh, with her. Uh, um, Randy Travis and Carrie Underwood's version of, of I Told You So, which is just a a gorgeous song in and of itself. So, mm-hmm. so, um, she takes the first verse, does it flawlessly, I mean, kills it, nails it. It gets to me about, about 10 seconds into seeing it, I blank. I'm like, oh <gasps> crap, what's the word? <laughs> What's next? No. So, uh, yeah, and 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 she looks at me like, uh, like, I will kill you where you stand, Murph. <laughs> but uh, uh, to uh, make a long story short, I I I got I, I got back on track, finished the song, and it was mildly embarrassing. Hey, hey at least you recovered, you know. True. Yep, that was uh, that was one of uh, one of the the uh, horror stories of my of, of my uh, performing life. <laughs> right. So you can relate to my story a bit, yeah, for sure. Exactly. I, I know the horrors of that. Mm-hmm. I know the horrors <laughs> of that one. <laughs> but uh, uh, I wanted to go back to something uh, something that you said earlier. Uh, uh, about 
How about the music industry? And uh, mm-hmm. and before before uh, I started covering the industry, and my whole view of it was you make a record, uh, get it on on the radio, boom, instant success. I'm learning that that's not how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a flip. Yeah. And, and I wish it was like and, that, right? Yeah. <laughs> true. And and I have so much respect for um anybody that that's out there busting it trying to make it because because uh I, because I feel like the music industry is the absolute toughest industry to crack. Yeah, I could see a case for that. Definitely, especially, you know, being on this side of it, like being, trying to career in that, it definitely is a hard mm-hmm. nut to crack because it's always, you know, especially with how technology is, you know, one change in technology affects so many industries and especially music, you know, with in, in the past 10 years, just in how people consume it has changed drastically. You see artists who at the beginning of the decade were being very successful with their sales and their marketing and you know, they come out with albums now and they really struggle to hit uh, to hit just even, like, I guess, you know, comparable numbers to what they did before, which just shows people are consuming more on streams and everything, but also in how they're promoting it. it it's like a whole another beast of promotion where I feel like 10 years ago you had to be on mainstream TV all the time and in magazines and stuff, and now not only that, people also have to be constantly on social media promoting their songs. It's it's really, really interesting to see how it's changed. It's such a short period of time. And also, it's become such a uh, singles-based based industry. And, and, and I'm one of those weird birds, still, who, who, who uh, prefers to listen to to um albums uh top to bottom because because uh because I feel like that gives me uh, as a music fan and and a music nerd I feel like that I feel like that that uh that that lets me see what the uh entire product brings to the table, you know. You know, Murph it's so funny. I was just talking about this um yesterday with somebody about how it's a singles driven market and things like that. And how I, I'm changing to, instead of trying to just do a single, like I've done in the past, trying to release series of songs, at least, you know, maybe do three songs um, every couple months and EP. Cause I agree with you. I feel like a single might get you a casual listener. You might get lucky and be put on a playlist, but an album is more like an art, artistic statement of work rather than just uh, um, trying to be in the marketplace. You know, I think that you can get to know somebody and, um, through multiple songs, like you said. And I, I prefer to listen to albums, too. Absolutely. And nine times out of ten, uh, my favorite song on a uh, particular album will not become a radio single. Right. It's never the single. Like I'll give you a a perfect example. 
uh, William Michael Morgan, who is is oh yeah, is a good friend of mine. Uh, his his album Vinyl. I love the song called "I Know Who He Is." It it talks about 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 Alzheimer's and 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 that whole whole, whole situation. That is my absolute favorite song on that album, and and to my knowledge, he's never officially released that as a single, and it and and it blows me away every time. Yeah, I I think uh, who wrote that was that Casey Bethard? I think wrote that song. I love Casey uh, Bethard. Not sure you know, and 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 um. Yeah, it's just, it feels like we're living in an algorithm society where, like, our, you know, promote what songs they're putting out as singles or what they're choosing as a promo single from an album is more about trying to hit, uh, trying to make the, the algorithm go to work rather than connecting with people's hearts. And that's another thing I think about right. a lot. Okay, do I want to make something that people could sing along to on TikTok, you know, or or am I better off writing something that's more heartfelt that connects with people's hearts? I mean, I think that they both serve all different kinds of songs serve a purpose, but uh, you know, it's more about, you know, who you are as an artist, I think what you want to put out there, especially when you're a small independent artist, you know, but I can only imagine what, how, how they have to make those choices for an artist like, uh, like him, like William Michael Morgan. Mm-hmm. I see folks, this is why I love talking to, to a creative people. I mean, I, um, just in the last, last 30, uh, well, the last 25 minutes, I, I've gotten so much knowledge out of this interview, it's just not even funny. I feel like okay. I'm learning quite uh, a bit too here. <laughs> uh, um, a couple more questions for you, then I think we're going to wrap things up and let you get back to your evening, okay? Uh, um, when everything's said and done with your career in in the next forty, fifty years, uh, whenever that might be, uh, what impact or legacy would you like to leave with the music industry? Well, one of the goals I had when I first started out and moved to Nashville is I I wanted to write a song that like touches people's hearts and stands the test of time, I feel like that's one of the most impossible things to do, you know. Um, and so that's been one of the things. And, you know, another, I feel like when I look at artists who have come before, you know, I feel like especially female artists, they're always pushing the envelope a little bit further. Uh, you know, they push the envelope so that the, the next wave of female artists can benefit from that and, and be more expressive artistically and, um, I hope one day I can get to the point in my career where I'm able to do that and and create opportunities for other female artists, you know, especially as a producer. I try to do that now, trying to work with female artists because I know how hard it, it can be to find somebody who respects your ideas creatively. And so I think that that's the kind of legacy I'd want to be, just creating more opportunities for, for other people, especially young female artists. And, and just out of curiosity, uh, how long have you have you uh, you have been in town? Just out of curiosity. Um, I moved here in 2012. So it'll be eight years. Just about as long as you've been doing oh, nice. uh, your show with soaps and and country music. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
uh, um, you know, and and the reason I asked that question about about uh, about legacy and impact or whatever, you know, is is like we said earlier. I've been doing this show eight years, uh, uh, and and there have been people that have 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 come up behind me and and started their own podcasts because uh, because and they've told me this uh, this to my face. They've told me this. They've said mm. I started this podcast, Murph, because uh, because I see what you're doing and I respect it. And that's like the core thing. Yeah. That is like the absolute best compliment that I could that I could possibly ever get, you know. But uh uh I've been thinking about, about my own legacy in this industry. Because let's face it, it's not gonna last forever. Uh uh but uh and I think just just uh beyond anything I do in radio or, or uh Podcasting or whatever, I think that's. I think I just want to be. I'd be known as as a genuinely good dude. I like that. I think you're doing a good job. Yeah, I think you're getting there. Well, I appreciate you it. aren't all there already. You know. I appreciate that, and 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 and. And one of my favorite songs is is Tim McGraw's Humble and Kind. And there's a line in that mm-hmm. in that song that goes, uh, when you get where you're going, don't forget to turn back around and uh, help the next one in line. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I love that. I love that song. I like that. That's what you're trying to do. I have a lot of respect for that. I relate and, to that a lot. And it, and it's not only in radio. I mean, I mean, uh, as I've mentioned before, and I tell, I tell all my guests this: if I believe in you and what you're doing, I'll be your 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 biggest cheerleader and your biggest champion. That's a good that's a good mission and legacy to have. And I think that, yeah, I think it's an important way to look at life, period. You know, if you find people that you, you believe in and you, like, support them. And and i got to tell you, Christian, I believe in you. I mean, it's just just the simple fact. I believe in you. Well, thanks, Marsh. That means a lot. It really, really does. Thank you. Uh, you know, and... If there's ever anything you need, I don't care what it is, um, um, you know where to find me. I don't even know what to say. That's so nice. Thank you. And likewise. (laughs) When you make uh, it to CMA next uh, year, when you make it to CMA next year, you know, you let me know you're in town. Exactly. Right. Uh, Okay. Okay. um, I know we mentioned uh, I, I mentioned social media a little bit earlier. Uh, so, how has social media affected your career thus far? Social media has enabled me to have a career in a lot of ways as an artist. You know, I think 
if I was more focused just on producing or mixing and mastering, those are services I could market to people around town. But as being an artist, just being able to connect with people around the world and not just being, you know, I play out a lot. And, and, you know, I know my music isn't for everybody. And there's some times where I feel like nobody in the room is really big in it. And other times there are people, but, you know, on social media, I've been able to connect with, you know, kindred spirits and people who they love music in the same way that I do. And that has been the coolest thing about social media and, and the impact it's had on my career. Just having those people send me words of encouragement every now and again, you know, sometimes that's all, that's all that I really need to keep going. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and then in just being able to connect with people through my music, that's what I've always wanted to do. And social media lets me do that without any, any geographical boundaries. It's, it's really amazing. Right. Okay. So, uh, before we wrap up here, uh, uh, what have you got, uh, got going on a career-wise that you can talk about? Right. So I just finished uh, mastering a three-song EP collaboration that I'm doing with a local musician here, Adrian Taylor. And um, because like I said earlier, I'd I'd been releasing singles and I wanted to release um, at least a series of songs. The whole album is a lot to tackle when I'm trying to, you know, stay in in people's minds with my music. But um, he and I had met a couple, maybe like a year or two ago, working with another artist and then um, just kind of fell out of touch. And he sent me a message on Instagram saying that he wanted to link up and work again. And so he started um, a couple tracks and him, me and David Bruder got together and wrote these songs and I took them and he, he took the lead on them musically and, and um, I would take the tracks and I record my voice, mix it and master it. And so I actually just um, submitted it this morning for distribution. So hopefully um, by March 30th, it'll be out for people to listen to and, and um, give me some give me some feedback on what they think of of these songs. Uh, awesome. Well, uh, so uh, I think I think that's about about all I've got for you. But but okay. before we do wrap, uh, um, um, I just wanted to give you a, a few words of encouragement and 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 a little bit of advice. Uh, uh, um, whether you're you're a producing tracks, uh, uh, I'm writing new material. Uh, I just want you to crush it. That's all I ask of you. Just just crush it. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll do that. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, uh, this has been so much fun, Kristen. I could honestly sit here. I could honestly uh, sit here and, and and do this for for uh, two more hours. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Yeah, I feel the same. You know, I, I really would love to hear what else you think about um, the music industry as a whole, um, knowing where you're coming from from radio and everything. I, I I feel like I could sit here and talk to you much longer too. Absolutely. Um, next time I'm in Nashville, let's make that happen. That sounds like a plan to me.
You just let me know. Awesome. I sure will. Well, uh, um, thank you again for doing this, and and I think I'm gonna gonna I'll let you go and let you get back to your evening. But uh, uh, but you've always got a uh, open invitation back to the show anytime. Right, thank you, Max. I really appreciate you having me, and, and you know where to find me. All right. Uh, right here in Nashville. I sure do. Uh, All right. Absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you later, Kristen, okay? All right. Talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, hope you guys enjoyed our interview with, with uh, the lovely Miss Kristen uh, Parisi. Uh, I think next week we have, or uh, next Tuesday we have, have, uh, uh, my dude, my brother, uh, uh, um, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Uh, Kevin Williams from from uh, from uh, 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 KW Hate Country joining us. So I think with that, I think I'm going to um, end the episode right here. You've been listening to uh, Free Days with Murph. Thank you and goodbye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.